Hello's everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. I noticed you've been you've been turning up the the uh, energy a little bit on the. Karen. I have, I have, because I thought about what you were saying, and sometimes it's not that I'm low energy; it's mm-hmm. just the fact that you know I'm like okay, but as, like you said, as the show goes on, I I get louder. Yeah, because you know me, I'm just a loud ass person. Yeah, it's just you know why why allow the um. Why allow all the equipment to have the same level of volume the whole time? Make it work. I hear you. Make it do some work. Uh, <laughs> That's what we paid for. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. No, it's not. The official weapon of the show is... <laughs> the focus chair. And the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. See, this is why y'all hear that delay, because I have to think about it. <laughs> for real. Uh, but, uh, listen, I'm glad everybody tuned in. Okay. We're live on Crowdcast. You can get a notification, um, that we're live. You can get an email. You can get on the app. And if you go to crowdcast.io, you can sign up and follow us and choose to allow it to notify you. And you can get to be in the chat room with all the other wonderful people who are always in the chat room. And they're very funny in there. And we play, like, listen to music when I start the show. I was listening to some Biggie today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got their own stuff that they talk about and, and whatever's happening in the day. Sometimes there's topics we don't even bring up that they're talking about in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Come be a part of that community. Come come get your laugh on, man. You're out there being a loner mm-hmm. by they're, yourself. They're very welcoming, too. Come be alone together with with us yes um, but uh yeah and also leave us five star reviews feedback all of that stuff it, it helps the show out a lot we love when you guys do that um you know your feedback is is, is its own episode every week and that episode is as long as y'all want it to be mm-hmm. basically based on what y'all had to say about what we had to say yes sir um so you know make sure y'all do that uh, I think uh, we can start the show now, but we have to start it, of course, with some banter. Because that's, that's what the podcast, the big dogs do. It's time to banter. <laughs> that's what the people want. All right, banter time. Karen, what's going on over there? <laughs> nothing much. Like I said, I am actually a very, very boring person, so there's nothing going happening over here. Nothing's happening for Karen. Okay, mm-hmm. two days in a row. You didn't think of anything. You didn't <laughs> go anywhere. You didn't watch anything. You didn't, <laughs> oh, you didn't so see anything could... on social media. You just Oh, so it's just anything. Oh. Okay. I mean, I've just been saying anything over here. I don't know why you think <laughs> I, it's not. Like I'm also as boring as you. I'm not coming on here every day like, oh, I just came back from the moon. I had a trip. <laughs> All right, right. Oh, a yeah, child. Yes, y'all and y'all know, honey. I can talk, but something uh, you 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 have brought this up before, and uh, it's actually hilarious. Uh, for those of you that actually uh, listen to uh, Spotify, well, actually, just uh, across the board. We put out commercials that we and we clip them, ones that we do. And people were, I seen people commenting about the most recent one we put up, 
And it was uh, hilarious. I had a good time doing that. That one was actually my idea. So I appreciate we got to do my idea and uh, let it come forward. It was actually really fun to record it and stuff like that. And, and, and people were saying how you make them laugh every time. I'd be like, girl, you know we broke. And you'd be like, not, not, not too much about me being broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was your idea. And uh it was a it was a good one. We try to do the live read for Spotify for podcasts uh, differently every month. They make us change it every month. So since they make us change it, we try to you know do more than just the bare minimum of like, hey, it's Spotify, everybody, you know. And so uh, yeah, we always are thinking of stuff, and I thought that was a funny idea. We had a good time doing it. Um, we recorded like two or three times, and then put it out there. Um, as for my banter. Um, uh, it was cool. We had a table read for Drake the Maniacs today, and when we were talking, um, Michael Harriet, who knows everybody black, um, kind of dropped that um, he was talking with Tana Hasi Coates about Drake the Maniacs. He's listened to the podcast apparently. Wow. Which right, right? Uh, <laughs> y'all know I hold him in very high esteem, and he likes. He asked Michael directly about the concept I came up with, the main line. So oh. that whole thing about how you can, you know, talk to the ancestors yes. and they can call and, 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 or you can call them and you can, you know, hear what they have to say throughout history, you know, is a concept I came up with when we were just thinking of storytelling devices for the show. Right. And people liked it and they were like, oh, we can probably include this in multiple stories and stuff. And I was mm -hmm. like, absolutely. Like, um, that and and this is what, super wild because I didn't write this thing for me to do and I didn't even think I would do it I actually thought it might even get cut but he really liked uh, when I played Gustav the rapping the slave that you know that was treated like a dog you know in life um, very you know like it's, it's based on something real right? but you know um, I feel like my job is to try to turn some of this stuff into a way that can be consumed by people. Mm -hmm. And so, and it, and it, and it was, uh, uh, not to cut you off, but, but I'm just thinking, cause like it hit a lot of people by surprise, you know mm. what I'm saying? Cause you just listening, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. But the thing is, it was actually really, really well done and it fits. It like fits across the board and it was really well done and really well, uh execute and it was actually hilarious even though you even though you're making a point in it it was still actually hilarious yeah and so um the performance is one part of it i had to record it a, a few different ways i think i've played some of it either on the pregame behind the scenes or something but the performance of it was was hard i was doing like a dmx impression i'm not uh, person, I'm, I don't think I sound like DMX in any way at all, ever. Um, and when I wrote it, I thought somebody will be doing a DMX impression and right. that'll make it good. Um, but to be the person that actually did it was 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 interesting. But you know, you never know who's listening to what work. I know that doesn't necessarily translate to anything, but uh, you know, I hold Tanahisi Coates' work and such like high esteem and stuff, like his. Black Panther run for Marvel is just top notch to me. One of the things a legend where it's like, God damn, this motherfucker cared. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like every like like it, it was different and it was like futuristic, but and nerdy and black. But it just was like, 
you know, when some there's just a difference when somebody like really gives a fuck. Right, about their work. You know, like I feel like you could sit down with him and he could talk to you about the history of Wakanda as if it was a physical place that had a physical so. history and all the places that surrounded and stuff. And and it's a bit heady, you know. I know people that couldn't get into it because it was like Oh my God, the level of detail is too much for me. But for me, I, I really loved it. I would look at the maps at the end and read the like descriptions of the wars and conflicts they had and all this different stuff. So like to get that level of praise from him uh, or just, I guess, interest, because I, I didn't hear it myself, but to, to hear that, you know, you just never know what you're doing. And I think this is one of the reasons I always try to like put uh, full effort in what I'm doing as far as like, caring like i don't half-ass something i don't turn shit in and be like right fuck it you know this ain't for me anyway or whatever like i want people to feel you know impressed and that i'm doing good work and it matters to me in that level um and you know uh that so yeah it just i'm glad that i approached it that way you know i was thinking yesterday about how uh a lot of stuff's worked out for me in life by just being pleasant to work with, mm-hmm. like doing a good job, being being nice to people, being trying to be fair to everyone. Because you know people have their own interpersonal conflicts and stuff, and mm-hmm. and, and tr- I just want to be fair to people. You know, I don't want to just come in with preconceived notions or whatever. Right. Um. And you know, being straight up with people, but not being mean. Correct. You know, so like I can have a concern. It doesn't have to become a conflict that I have a concern Mm -mm. is, you know, um, and there's stuff that I would I say, like I always I'm not joking when I say the stuff I say on a podcast about people are all things that I feel comfortable with them hearing. I would say it to their face if if it's Mm -hmm. like a friend or something. Right. Is keep it from coming from like a nasty place. Try to keep it positive um, and, and 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 not just piling on and stuff. So like. Um, I, it really has worked out for me so far just being pleasant and being good like you, I can't stress that enough like I am very good at things I choose to do yeah you are so uh, I, I think a lot of people's hang ups comes from the fact that they're not good or that they're not going to put in the work not saying everybody's hang up is like that but sometimes people's hang up is it's some in- interior shit that, that you can't I, you can't fix from the outside. They have to fix themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And then it come, it lashes out at people a different way. It's I think it's insecurity that makes people like lash out at their coworkers and shit. It's like, well, you were secure in your job and what you do. There's no need to yell at somebody, you know? Right. And the myth that tortured genius is the only way you got to be an asshole to be uh, good at your job and stuff is is something that just needs to die and i hope is dying because it just empowers the worst elements of human beings right and and the one of the thing is that nobody likes to work with asses no matter how good they are no matter how great they are at their job no matter how much of a genius they are the second something happens or it's a downfall or it's a lawsuit or something like that everybody comes out of the world like yeah they were fucking terrible to work with like people will come out and people will talk about people and they will work with them. But just because somebody works with you does not mean that they like you in your personality. They do it because they go, well, you're being rewarded, but you're still an ass. Like you being an ass does not erase because there are a lot of pleasant and nice and friendly people out in the world 
that are very, very good at their job too. But a lot of times they don't get the recognition and their pra- and the praise that they should for not being an ass. It's like yeah. being an ass almost gets a bonus point. And on top of that, not all the time, but being an ass is also gender specific a lot of times mm-hmm. in the working place. Cause a man can come in and be a complete dick, pull his dick out and show his motherfucking ass. But the second a woman puffs the wrong way, she's a bitch. She's terrible at a job. She's difficult to work with. And you're like, okay, I barely said anything, but this motherfucker turned over, bent his whole ass over, and everybody's like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, even when women do shit the right way, it's, there's like a tone to how a woman, a woman being in charge is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like this nurturing, motherly thing. And if a woman is like, I'm not doing all that extra labor. My job is to tell you no, or this, this didn't work, or this does work. Good job, bad job, not, you know, not I'm not trying to be your friend. There's a cost to that. You know, I still feel like um, Hillary Clinton is such a great example of if that was a man, she'd have been president. It wouldn't have been close, you know, in my opinion. I agree. But it, it's a woman and you can't convince. Misogyny is worse than racism in some cases because you can't convince people they're misogynistic. It doesn't matter if they're Andrew Tate. It doesn't matter if it's Drake. None of them people think they're misogynistic. You listening to the sound of my voice, you don't think you're misogynistic. I don't think I'm very misogynistic. Like, no one wants to embrace, like, fuck, I got some double standards about that shit, and I hadn't really thought about it. Right. You know? Um, and and because it doesn't matter how extreme the person is, it, it yeah, it affects everything. Um, and you said no one likes to work with asses, but Dr. Miami would beg to differ, okay? He only works on asses. <laughs> that's that, that, that's, so a, that's that, an exception to that rule? Put it like this. That's a different type of ass. Put it like okay. this. That ass jiggles. That ass don't talk back. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've, I've seen them. They I make mean, them talk, I man. mean, I'm sorry. I mean, You following I mean, the wrong Instagram people, okay? I mean, I, mean, I take that back. Them, them asses do clap, so. They clap, hey. and, yeah. They could applaud. I mean, I, I, I apologize to the... To mm-hmm. the to the ass cheeks that that's between the ass cheeks and people just being an ass. Just saying, like, they out here. You know, I, I want to you know make sure I, you know, people know the difference between the two. Yeah, and um, like I I know people are like Black history is terrible and hard to listen to and stuff, and maybe it really is for you. And you know, if so, then I guess there's just zero tolerance, and you would never be able to. But I I implore y'all, man, check out Drapeto Maniacs. It's different. It's not what you think. It's different every week. And you're learning a lot, People, too. it makes me so happy when y'all listen. And y'all don't even know which parts I wrote. Y'all don't even know which episodes I wrote for, for you know, in general. And because it's collaborative, it's not like I'm writing every line of dialogue. Like right. people, But whenever somebody, like, highlights something I wrote, I'll be wanting to just, like, at them, like, I wrote that. Like, someone in the chat just now is like, um... When the news lady said her Beyonce concert money was in the bank telling the reporter to shoot, I wrote that. You know, <laughs> like that, hilarious. like that, like that made me so happy, you know, um, to know that like, oh, you got that. And that was funny. Mm-hmm. And it worked because what we're doing also is not like a lot of other podcasts. I don't know if there's another podcast like this. I'm not talking shit on like other shows. I mean it. I, Me and Karen mm-hmm. listen to everything. I don't know that there's another show doing what Drapedomaniacs does in the way we do it. We're not telling a story over the course of a season. We're telling black stories and we're just not we're 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 thinking of all the different angles and the team is is 
It's a labor of love because it's a lot of work and a lot of different type of people trying to make this thing that is about the experience of black Americans, but should be consumed and listened to by anybody. You can be informed by it and, and, and we're taking into consideration people's emotions and feelings and everything you think about when we talk about this stuff, we're taking into consideration and, you know, I, I feel like it should be getting more love than it's getting. You know, I feel like, it, you know, it might be one of those things when we get done and then somebody's like, oh, shit, that what this show existed. How come I didn't know? I feel like this is one of those. How come I didn't know about it shows? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell people now so they can know about it. I, you know, we sh- like I don't know what other podcasts are doing, but like we should be winning awards for this shit like yeah. we should get like an NAACP award or some shit I'm not joking I'm not uh this ain't a brag to my own horn type thing this is a statement of the facts like I I know what we're doing is that special and it you know hopefully at some point people will be able to understand the undertaking that this was and if you think it's easy I, I fucking dare you go try it yourself make something better Come on. And it's also one of those things that, like, me and Roger, we listen to a lot. Probably a lot more than the average person when it comes to podcasts, different types of podcasts, different kinds of podcasts across a lot of different genres. And I remember uh, when I listened to the very first episode, as somebody who can kind of be like, oh, that's going to that's going to be something special. Like most of the time, if I initially think that nine times out of 10, I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Like things may happen. It might fall apart. People might not get along. Duh, 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 duh. But you go, Oh, this is something special. And if they keep up with this, this could turn into something great. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that from the very first episode, because it's so different. It's so unique. There's literally no, when I mean nothing else out there, like it's nothing else out there. Like it, you are literally educating people in a funny and unique manner and for some people after they hear these names you know what they're gonna do start looking start digging start investigating start being like hey i didn't know this and some of the stuff is like happening in like people's cities that they actually live in that they didn't even know hey that's 10 miles up the road for me hey that's such such a why have i never heard i didn't know about most of these people and i love this type of history i read a lot of it you know of course michael knows all of it he's fucking mr black history ain't he though uh but like you know there's there's stuff that i'm i feel like i'm very versed in it if not more than the average person and even for me there's stories on there where i'm just like wait what a black man brought vaccination to um, to america and white people kept dying in pandemics to this day because they didn't trust the black people making the fucking vaccines and use some of the same taxes they still use to this day yeah techniques yeah mm-hmm. i mean that, yeah tactics tactics and te- tactics okay yeah. i thought you said taxes My no bad. no t- yes uh that they use to this day saying that you know it's a hoax saying mm-hmm. that it ain't real but you know what happened enough of them died but they were like you damn you know too many of us is dying yes so um and then um you know, in other banter news, okay, uh, hopefully people like these banter segments. Yeah, I about to say, while you was talking, I came up with two. 
Oh, you came up. Okay, well, go ahead. You go. You go. Uh, somebody in the chat asked me what I ate today, and we ate some dumplings from the dumpling lady, and they were absolutely good. They were fr- They were different because we normally get them um, steamed, and they were fried, and they were really, really. The dumpling lady has two locations. For those that don't know, and so um, the first location. Uh, it's in Optimus Hall. Uh, they used to have a food truck. They don't anymore. And uh, they got a new one on South End, and it has different, it has one different dish. And if y'all know me, which many of you probably don't know this about me, but I love, love a, a pan fried dumpling. Love dumplings. And my favorite place, Lotus 2. Uh, I think they got bought by somebody. They did. And they didn't change the whole menu. There's a lot of stuff that's the same. Mm-hmm. They got that. I still number thirty. No shrimp, extra chicken is still my white rice. You know, spring roll. But my main thing I loved there was they had pan fried dumplings. dumplings. They, they were, were the best in Charlotte. They Dubai. were the good dumplings. They I, they weren't them generic ass hard ass. Dumplings. Even when we moved up the street away from them, I'll make the trip to go get them. Mm-hmm. They they stop making those. They sell a different type of dumplings. They say they sell them the whack ass yes. generic microwave dumplings that fucking suck. The ones you can just buy at any store. Yes. That just just they, they suck. They're the they, worst. They fall apart. They're not thick. They like I can't exp- everything's wrong with them. Yes. Just whatever. Just I don't like them. And so I've been looking for replacement dumplings, and I've been trying different places. Now almost all like that in Charlotte. It's, yes, you know, unless know you want to go to like a dim sum place. Yeah, I don't know if they all buy from the same people. But I like this must be the cheapest type of dumplings, and most people don't give a fuck. They just eat them, and you're like, that this shit is not good. Yeah, but I yeah I, I'm not a snob, but I I definitely the the, the average dumpling is whack in general. Uh, I, I've I've had better. I demand better. I deserve better. Come on. Anyway. They got some pan-fried dumplings now at this new location on South End. So I said, as soon as I seen it was the, the a location open and they was going to have them because I follow them on Instagram, I was trying to get them dumplings. First day, they didn't have them on the menu. <clears throat> and so I ordered food from there, and I was like, fuck, I don't see the dumplings. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just get some, you know, some regular dumplings and shit. But then on Instagram today, I seen they put up the flag. They said, hey. We got the pan fries out. I said, let's fucking go. So I ordered some. And uh, yeah, they were good. They was really good. It came with some red sauce. The sauce was spicy. Yeah, chili sauce. <laughs> yes. But this chili oil sauce. But listen, what else was good? We went to McDonald's. They got mambo sauce now for the dipping sauce yeah, and the nuggets. That was my other thing. Now, mambo sauce is actually pretty good. It was really good. I, I was, was surprised. Su- me too. It's- and they also got something called like sweet and spicy jam or something. I didn't know they had that. Oh. I'll definitely have to give it a shot. But that mambo but, sauce was good. But you know what I want them to come back with? That motherfucking BTS nugget sauce. Mm-hmm. When they did that BTS special. Everybody kept raving about how good that nugget sauce was. It was good. So I went and I was like, I want some BTS sauce. Honey, I went every day until they was like, we ain't got it no more. And I almost cried when they told me. I was like, make it permanent. That shit is motherfucking flames. So next time the BTS sauce come, bitch, I'm be like, can, can I get some? In other banter news, um, Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. First of all, Pat McAfee is a former NFL player. He has a show that got that was super popular on I don't know what if he was on like FanDuel before this or something, but it was a super popular podcast. 
ESPN bought it, basically, or bought the rights to put it on their TV. And the only thing they made them do is, like, you can't say fuck. But essentially, the show is unchanged. They do what they've been doing. It's been going for over a month there. Um, it's very football heavy. You know, they talk a lot of sports, but mostly football. Um, and it mostly is like, it's interesting because most of you have probably heard of this show over the past couple of years because of Aaron Rodgers clips. Yes. Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers are good friends. Every Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers exclusively calls into Pat McAfee. Yeah, particularly FaceTime. during the pandemic. During the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, he FaceTimes in on Tuesday and they talk shit, you know. And they ask him, you know, it's generic football stuff It's you know, for the most part. 90, 99% of the interview is just, hey, man, what do you think about this? You know? And so with that, that 1%, that 5% is the time when they talk to him about, he says something controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talked about using psychedelic drugs and, People acted like that was so edgy and different, but I really didn't find it to be that. I was like, okay, like, like he seemed like the type. I don't know what, you know. And then, but his vaccine thoughts have been somewhat controversial. He's also a guy who lied about being vaccinated, and mm-hmm. you know, and and people hold him in high esteem, or at least held him at high esteem within the industry. I, I never really understood, and I still don't understand, to be honest. I, nope. I always felt like people treated him like he was smarter than he's earned with his public topics and i don't know where that comes from what connections he has to media people but i don't see it you know it is what it is but he's good tv in that the clips he'd be saying something about the vaccines on making jokes and stuff it was during the height of the vaccine uh mandates and all this stuff and then espn and different radio stations will pick it up you put it on tv you discuss it. And what happens with a lot of this stuff is kind of what happened with Joe Rogan and Spotify. The company goes, why don't we just buy the people that are making the content that we're discussing? Right. You know what's better than us talking about Pat McAfee is having Pat McAfee on our airwaves. And then that becomes company content that we're recycling. And then everyone's talking about it the next day. And and it's not like we're getting borrowing the rights for it or getting a clip off of so if that happened and if you want to see more tune in at noon every yeah. day on our show and you might see you know and i thought because i wasn't paying attention to pat mcafee like that i thought that's what this show was i was like oh it's a one of these weird kind of like dog whistly unspoken alt-right you know conser- somewhat conservative shows that delves into the just asking questions type of politics you know mm-hmm. different different podcasters do it i'm not you know i'm not it's not that remarkable it kind of happens a lot you know and, right and, but it's also very very popular it with is. certain sections of 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 the country because they're you know they're like that's their jam yeah they're like yeah you know he didn't say the vaccine dude, didn't work dude he didn't say the vaccine didn't work but he may asked a lot of questions i thought that's what he was doing but it turns out he doesn't really do that mm-hmm. i've seen the show a bunch of times now in the last couple months because you know, I'll put it on like first take or something. I do shit around the house and you look up and, oh, it's the, instead of Noon Sports Center, it's Pat McAfee and them. You're like, oh, okay, good for them. And it mostly is kind of a boring show. But every Tuesday, you get the call from Aaron Rodgers and he goes viral. Today's example, I think last week it was him calling 
Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer, because Travis Kelsey, you know, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, uh, <laughs> as is more commonly known. Travis Kelsey, NFL player, he is in a commercial for Pfizer saying, hey, go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated, dog. Aaron Rodgers takes a shot at him and says, like, calls him Mr. Pfizer. They ask Travis Kelsey about it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer. Um, who knew? Who knew? I'd get into the Vax Wars with Aaron Rodgers, man. It's <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson and Johnson family over there, man. The reason that's a big, uh, that's a, a f- funny call out. Aaron Rodgers plays for the New York Jets. The person that run the New York Jets are basically the Johnson and Johnson uh, legacy money. That. Uh-oh. Yes. So okay. he's like, he's like, you're you're you don't have a problem taking big farmers money for your pay for your big ass paycheck, but you want to call me out for being in a commercial, like who? What? What the fuck are you even talking about? Basically, right? I don't. I don't think we asked you about it since you're in a commercial. Can you kind of just say why why you wanted to do that? I mean, I've always been, you know, once I got the vaccine, and I I got it because of, uh, you know keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, uh, the people in this building. Um, so, yeah, I stand by it 1,000% and uh, fully comfortable with him calling me Mr. Pfizer. And that's why Taylor Swift gave him the draws, y'all, okay, because that's a confident man. Um, I was like, I was like, if anything, Travis Kelsey is more uh, – it's probably more shocking to people to find out he has – those politics and that consideration than anything else because you know as much as people have been you know fans of his we don't really know much about him and his politics and blank slate yeah Yeah. so um then here's the pat mcafee show talking to aaron Rodgers. i mean listen you know mr pfizer said he didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me oh boy didn't he in a vax war with me this ain't a war homie this is just conversation but if you want to have some sort of uh, dual debate, have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Oh, okay. Pass it up. Let's do it like uh, like in uh, John Wick 4, right? So we both have a second. Nice. Right? So somebody to help us out. I'm going to take my man, RFK Jr. Okay. <laughs> okay. As yeah. an independent. Hell yeah. Right? And he can mm-hmm. have, you know, Tony Fauci or oh. some other pharmacrat. And we can have pharmacrat, which is funny thinking where he, where Aaron Rodgers gets his check from. That's definitely political. It's on ESPN's airways, the we don't want no politics on our sports. The show he's on, I won't go into detail about Pat McAfee, but the show he's on is the supposed we don't do politics show a conversation about this okay well i'm happy we got that sorted thought for sure you're going with rogan but obviously dr joe rogan i apologize Mm -hmm. but rfk jr not a bad kid he's been at the forefront of this conversation on the internet i have seen Mm -hmm. currently an independent and could you imagine fachi and kelsey sitting down across from aaron and rfk jr appointment television ah i know you have that 500 page report already that kind of got forgotten about in the whole thing hey pat why didn't you 
What's that? That'd be big ratings. Big ratings. Oh think. yeah. Yeah, and everybody would be really happy too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? that's, no that's, that's what those things really uh, do bring. But you know what does bring me happiness? Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. It's yeah. great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Feels like you're in great spirits. J.K. Dobbins talking shit to you is good news, and we hope the rest of the day's fantastic, pal. I'm going to go beat his ass in rehab here for the next three hours. That's what I'm talking about. And then get yourself ready for a debate about (laughs) vaccines. Yeah. That would be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. So this is what I want to point out because I've, like I said, I've actually been watching the show to see like, man, what is it that made them give this guy all this money to do the show? And if you notice, that's not just this clip. You can go back and look at any of these controversial Aaron Rodgers clips. Pat McAfee don't say shit. Mm-mm. He's not really contributing to the conversation at all. He's just letting it happen and then being excited that it's happening in front of It's like, yes, let's go. I think that's how he's has kind of always been. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, low-key dangerous to platform anti-vax people. And that's why we don't do it on our show. We don't be like, let's invite some contrarians on. It's like, the no, no, we're good. But yes. um, the fact that this is happening on their ESPN's airwaves. That's what they want. People are definitely going to be talking about it. We're talking about it. Next, tomorrow, all the shows on their channel will be bringing it up. Um, you know, hopefully, I honestly hope Kelsey and and Fauci would not do some dangerous ass, like, let's share the stage with this this motherfucker oh, thing, especially with RFK Jr., who's a fucking kook. Um, but what I find... A completely ironic that I just witnessed is the reason Pat McAfee is, and his show is supposed to be like this counterculture to ESPN is that they they promote themselves as the no politics, no no off the court like real opinions, no deep dive stuff. It's all just hey, we're just talking football or we're just talking sports. We're just some bros talking sports and it's I, I honestly as a joke said the name of that show should be called did you see that game last night because that's really what the show that's feels all like. they talk about it's like yeah. you see that game last night and it's just like oh man the celtics dude that's crazy right bro bro they got Jalen. Jalen, a lot of bros. Let me tell you something, man. Jalen's one of those dudes. He's one of those dudes. And then, like, let's five, let's, let's bring on the bro. We we bringing on coach such as hey, coach, how you doing? Right. And then, like, five dudes in the background. He'll, they'll be like, he's one of those dudes. And then all the dudes are like, one of them dudes. You know, like it's that type of yes. That like, brought to you by five hour energy level. You know, it's that Red Bull. Yes. And I, you know, having seen the show a few times, I'm like. Oh, it's a show that's ultimately about nothing, saying nothing, doing nothing, except when they have Aaron Rodgers on, which is why the show got bought and they probably laid off and cut so much talent to afford this show. Mm -hmm. So many salaries gone, so many people off of ESPN. But it's why the show got bought. I wonder what the ratings look like. I'm yes. sure we're gonna get that in a, in a month or so. Somebody, will somebody gonna be let us looking. Know. Trust, because people want, because there's a lot of agendas. People want this to be successful. A lot of people don't, and I'm not even dissing the show. I know it sounds like I'm trying to shit on the show. I'm actually not. These are facts. This is what the show is. For a lot of you, this is the show you claim you want to see. Now I know you like. Well, I don't want to see this guy talking. No, 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 no. I mean. Uh, the number one complaint of sports fans, and uh, I don't know that I believe these complaints. It's kind of like when dudes complain about 
big fake asses and you, you look at their Instagram and what do they follow? Big fake Who are their favorite who are their favorite reality TV stars? Right. It's Instagram like, models. What what porn stars are they jacking off to? Right. Okay, but you hate fake asses. I feel like that's with sports fans where they say they don't want the personality driven debate style show. They don't want Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp. They don't want Skip Bayless. They just want like sports center based. They just want what happened in the game and maybe like uh, NFL today style, like hardcore analyst uh, breakdowns of things. Um, you know, they don't want that. Who's better, Steph Curry or LeBron for the twenty seventh time? And I, I'm not even knocking them. But they don't. They say they don't want that. They don't want that. But ratings wise, I'm wondering if they watch the stuff they say they want, right? Because I think it's one of those things. It's like when people when we lost Game Theory and people were like. This is such a smart show, man. And I just, you know, with the fans, it's their problem. And I'm like, hey, it's the beginning of, it's like the beginning of fucking Mo' Better Blues. The the people want what they want. And if the people don't like what, you, what you're doing, that enough people ain't fucking with it, it's because you grandiose motherfuckers want to play the shit that people want to hear. Right. You know? And I wonder if Pat McAfee is what people supposed to want to hear. There's no real sports. There's no real, po- I mean, there's no politics. There's no real agendas. There, there's no real racial talk. You never going to hear him talk about black lives matter or Ooh. Colin Kaepernick or any of that stuff. And I just wonder if that will translate to higher ratings or interest or something, because from what I've seen, the only time the most, most people I see talking about this show is when Aaron Rodgers says something that is definitely political. Of course. Because I think people be lying. They do. They do want that political shit. They do want the controversy. And mo- and the ratings don't, don't lie. They want the Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp debates. They th- Look at what y'all comment on. Look what you quote tweet. Look at the times that you have something to say. It ain't when they're, they're saying... Who do we think is going to win this weekend, Chicago or, or, or Baltimore? No. Yeah, I don't care nothing about the that. The shit that goes viral is when they start trolling the Cowboys and saying the hot takes like, you know, should Dak not even be in the league or some weird, you know, some over-the-top inflammatory mm-hmm. shit. And the difference between me and most of these motherfuckers is I'm not afraid to admit I do like that shit. I like the wrestling. I don't like the... the I'm smart. I, I can do some hardcore analyst type shit. I can go listen yeah. to smarter people if I want to. Right. And a lot of times that shit is boring. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm not actually that intrigued by, oh, he had this many hundred yard games. It's, it's, it's something I could look up on Google. I'm oh, Watch the game myself. Yeah. I'm, I actually do like, you know, like when they throw in some, you know, I just think this dude's sorry. It's funny to me. Yeah, personalities. Yeah, it's funny to me. Watching Stephen A. Smith fucking argue with somebody is funny to me. You know, Shannon Sharp overdoing it, talking the 10 minutes they come on every episode and talk about each other's suits before they even fucking answer a question. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, I see you, brother. You got the green on today. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I had to go with the blue. I had to go with the blue. I didn't want to hurt him. Oh, don't hurt him now. Don't hurt him, yeah, Steve. I, I see you over there. You decide to wear that ascot today. Right. Oh, I see your tie. You got that lit ass tie. Why your tie so thick? And Molly, let me say, you looking good today, too, okay? You got the black and the white on. You look like, I like, mm-hmm. it's bullshit. Yes, it is. But I'm not even going to sit up here and pretend to be better than that bullshit. And I'm, like I said, the, to me, the, the Pat McAfee show is the, we're better than that bullshit crowd. And I wonder who's watching it. Because I think a lot of people that say they don't want that Stephen A. Smith shit, 
you can find a home on Pat McAfee, even if you black. I mean, they really don't talk about shit. I mean, like, the odds of them saying something that's going to offend you are pretty fucking low because they pretty just low. they just don't like race don't exist over there for the most part. Yeah. I I think in in the month or so I've 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 seen episodes and I don't watch it religiously, but the times that I've seen it or had it in the background, maybe one mention of race ever. It was a quick joke and they moved on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what that ratings look like, but yeah. Um, that Pat McAfee show, man, I was, I was think, I've just been thinking about it a lot because he finessed the fuck out of a bag. Yes, he did. He got to the money, and I'm not even mad at him. I, I me either. Not even hating. I generally respect it. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I'm supposed to be like I hate this white guy getting this bag. I don't. Mm-hmm. He, he don't really. Only thing he did wrong is he, Aaron Rodgers is, is his friend, and I'd argue. Can you say it's wrong when it's the one thing that everyone talks about when he does it and it's the one thing that goes viral and the one reason they gave him that money? Fuck it. I guess have Aaron Rodgers on to get that bag. I, I wouldn't yeah, have done least, it. At least it but that's why I ain't never going to be as big as as him, you know? All right. But, man, what I just that, that just made me think about that. Um, all right. Let's get into some other stuff. Um, I think that was all my all – that was some good banter, Karen. Okay, good okay. job. Yeah. Yeah, we brought the banner this week. They can't, they can't say nothing about. Oh, I know what I was gonna do. What's that? Did I play on here the Gustav rap thing? I don't know for people. Don't matter. You can play it again. So, actually, no, because it's acapella and there's no beats, so y'all won't really be able to appreciate it. But I'll play a little bit of it so y'all can hear the voice I use. So for Drake Domain, this is the character that that um. Ta-Nehisi Coates asked about also the idea of doing it like a DMX style came from Nolika I believe um at least she put the bug in my ear and then I just rolled with it was like fuck it what if what if we make this for ex-slave sound like Gustav uh sound like DMX so here's what it sounds like uh and y'all let me you know go listen to the episode in context I think it's called Diaspora Wars Part 2 if you really want to hear it with a beat, I had to record this acapella and then the producer, the production people put the beat to it and I recorded it great job. listening to a beat, but it's so hard. The job that, that has to be done to make this work. Okay. So I guess this one does have a beat on it. The difference is they gave me a DMX, but we, I had to re-record it a cappella. But it's probably easier for y'all to hear it over DMX because at least y'all can hear like what it's supposed to sound like. Right. Okay. It was January 8th in the middle of the night. If a dog don't eat, then a dog gon' bite. Charles looked at all of us and said it's time to ride. That's why Master never seen me coming up from the side. See, we was prepared for a front of attack. He wasn't ready for me with the axe to his back. Let's get it understood. I chopped him up like wood. And after that, we escaped and met up in the hood. So that I'll just play that little clip. <laughs> that shit was great. I was in here acting by myself. I think Kara's getting her hair done or she was sleeping the other side of the house. I had left because you was like, I didn't even want you to be here. <laughs> yeah. I, first of all, Karen's a way too loose on the mic and stuff when I'm recording stuff. She laughs and enjoys it like like people can't hear that she's laughing. 
So I can't have that happening while I'm recording something that, you know, professionally needs to go out with clean audio. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's just I'm your in studio live audience. Yeah, she like even today <laughs> I was recording a movie review and then she got up to leave and just banging around a bunch of stuff, oh, clanging I didn't know the you keyboard. Could hear that. My bad. Oh, what ears? Oh my god, of recording equipment. <laughs> You're only a professional. You're only a professional. You've only been doing this job forever. You you know it picks up everything. But the point being, (laughs) so I have to do something like this without her there. Plus, I needed to get in like a mode to do it. But uh, okay, let's get into some other news. Um, We still don't have segment music for this, but I'm going to try to keep this segment going as long as I can. Today's Gender Wars. I don't think you ever run out of stuff because they always them niggas like to fight. Listen, this one was so bad today. Oh um, shit! Because I have a thread, and every day I add to the thread. The point of the thread and the context of the thread is to point out to everybody that every motherfucking day, black people on Twitter argue about something about men versus women. Mm-hmm. The point isn't to side with any of the people. It's not to mock any of the people. I don't leave comments about the actual people in the clips. It's just like, hey, here's today's gender wars main character. Argue amongst yourselves. Right? <laughs> and of course, um, today is the, the... I've only been doing it for like a week or so, but I could have been doing it for a long time, longer. Mm-hmm. And today I actually deleted my tweet. What happened? Because this is how controversial it is. Kind of related to Travis Kelsey. Kayla Nicole, who I love, you know, I'm a much bigger fan of Kayla Nicole than pretty much all y'all. Uh, we've been talking about her on Balls Esports for years mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, most of y'all know her as Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend, right. but, you know, she's also like this beautiful Fenty model, yes. businesswoman. She has her own podcast and stuff. Um, but she is obviously now his ex. Uh Travis Kelsey is with Taylor Swift now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is maybe because it's fresh. Maybe because it's a little bit of hit dogs hollering, you know. But whatever. And also because of just Massage Noir, there's like a clip of her talking about um, not feeling protected as a black woman in this moment where because she's her ex is dating Taylor Swift, you got these white publications okay who've never really don't even really no. know who, much about her right they've they, they been dating for years yes and they're like coming at her and, oh, and all crazy and shit right it's, it's almost like the Meghan Markle effect where mm-hmm. I'm going I was already kind of on her side no matter what I just think she seemed like a cool person but now it's at that point where it's what is the other side to hating Kayla Nicole she doesn't really seem to do anything I've never seen her talk bad about black men or anything like that so I'm not really, you know, I, I don't really get the point of disliking her. Right. But she put out a open letter. Hey, guys, Kayla here. It's always been really important for me to use my platform not to create division, but to elevate and unite women. 
black women specifically. So I prepared a letter and would like to share it with you today. Dear black girl, they may call you a traitor for falling in love. You'll hope the ones closest will protect you, but you will quickly find out that people don't protect what they don't value. They'll say you're too much, too provocative, too boisterous, too outspoken, and in the same breath tell you that you're not enough, not successful enough, not wholesome enough, maybe not even intelligent enough. They'll say you deserve the backlash and embarrassment because of your blackness, you should have known better. They'll even try to tie your value to your net worth. But black girl, please remember your value lies elsewhere. Your value is deep within your heart, the way you love, the way you give. Your value is in your resilience, your willingness to forgive. The way you protect what means most to you, even if it hurts you along the way. And the way you stand up for what means most to you, even though they may not ever do the same. But black girl, respectfully, let me stop you there because you don't have to participate in this tumultuous, often one-sided journey. Preserve your heart. Even when they try to quantify your character and test your boundaries, you do not have to engage. You do not have to respond because there is power in your silence. And you can use that same power to silence the noise and the self-doubt. Silence the voices within that want you to give in to this demoralizing and antiquated narrative. Tap into that power. Because I know, girl, the rage of the world is loud. But black girl, your God is louder and your tribe is stronger. Your blood runs deeper and is filled with strength. And when you finally find the strength to speak your truth, it is your voice that will help heal. Because black girl, let me tell you, you're not in this alone. And even though sometimes I too ask, why me? I'm reminded that this isn't just about me. This isn't just my story, a singular experience. My truth, trauma, and vulnerability is a relatable part of the human experience. I know I'm not alone, and I want to make sure that you know you aren't either. On days where I feel most inadequate, I have to remind myself that I am, have been, and will always be more than enough. Look, we love, we hurt, we heal, but always remember that your story is yours to tell. And you never know whose life it may touch because there is so much power in community and connection. So dear black girl, when the world gets dark and times get hard, when you feel like your back is against the wall and your hands are tied like nobody knows or understands what it takes to be you, remember that you are a part of something way bigger. This is only a small chapter in your story. And if you need help, there are resources like therapy, prayer, and community to help you make it through. But most importantly, I want you to remember that you are loved, you are valued, you are allowed to take up space, you deserve protection, and your feelings, they matter too. Solely because you're a black girl. Sincerely, a black girl. So those video, you know, I think it's kind of sweet. I think it's what's interesting is all I did was quote tweet the video and be like, here go the main character. And there were people like, like one woman was like, this, are, this comes off like you're bullying. I was like, bullying? No. Y'all look in the quote tweets. They are arguing about this shit. Men are mad. 
there are women on her side, women against her side, which the fuck is against her side? That's weird. But you know, but but the point being, like, mm-hmm. it is the main character. I'm not. I'm just calling it like traffic. I'm just calling it like the weather. I'm not saying shouldn't be the main character. Yesterday was Mr. Preacher Man and his motherfucking right. sermon. Today is Kayla Nicole um, giving a affirming discussion. Now, the uh, uh, open letter. Now the thing is, um, it's it's. A lot of this is happening because it's Taylor Swift. And you got white people that ain't never been paying attention. And there's some mean, evil-ass white women out there that definitely... the, the Half the reason I'm never going to really talk shit about Meghan Markle is because I've seen the way racist white people talk about her, and I think it's fucked up. Yes. And I get that not every white person that don't like it, it is racist, blah, blah. I get that, whatever. I'm not giving out any fucking passes. It's just like, yeah, I won't be participating. Y'all get it. Oh, it's so annoying. It's the worst thing in the world. Not like the whole fucking first family is annoying, but or whatever they call those people over there. Royal family. Um, But, like, the thing for... Nicole, Kayla Nicole is also she's catching it from black people who don't like that she was involved with a white man. Right. Which is some like 1905 shit. Like it's crazy people still doing this. Mm-hmm. And we definitely don't keep the same energy on our quote unquote side. No. By which I mean plenty of black men don't have any problem with other black men dating interracially. They don't call them out. They ain't got nothing to say about them mm, when shit you, don't go cause, right. Cause your dick is free to do whatever it wants to do, but many that of, dick better stay with blackness. Many of them were on Kanye West's side when he was having a manic episode and Kim Kardashian was like, no, you can't just have the kids unsupervised. Correct. You need to get back on your meds. And they were like, listen, she's trying to keep a black man from his family. Like, that's how bad it is. A minute before that, they were calling him a coon because he was uh, saying neo-Nazi shit and slavery mm-hmm. was a choice and a bunch of a bunch of anti-black shit. They were completely ready to throw him in the trash. The second it became a black man thing, it, it became a, oh, well, hold up now, hold up. He's on our side, right? Yeah, because they, they be all over the place when it comes, you know, to this. Oh, and I think I misphrased it. Like I said... When it comes to just men and period, you know, you can you can fuck whoever you want to fuck. But when it comes to black women, it's blackness first. When it comes to black men, it's, I'm a man first. Well, I'm not done yet. Like, that's the I'm just talking about the men right now because mm-hmm. it's actually equal and opposite, I think, in other cases. Because then there's black women that will go up for like a Meghan Markle. But Lawrence from fucking Insecure, they always talking shit. He can't even keep the comments on on his fucking wedding on Instagram. Nope. So it, so I'm. This ain't about one side being better or worse. Gender wars, motherfuckers are fighting a fucking gender war every goddamn day yeah. based on these people we don't even fucking know. And I could see if it was people who say shit. Like if you right, had yes. some clip of Kayla Nicole being like, I don't date black men because black men ain't shit. They dog you out. And then she gets dogged out by this nigga and it's like, okay, I get it. I'm, I'm not going to act like everyone needs to be super mature about that. But That's not what what's I happening. See, she don't bother anybody. And you go in the comments and it's fucking it's trash. It's probably lit, yeah. It's trash, you know? Yeah, like you said, and on top of that, you do have people across the board that have hangups about interracial dating. You have people that have you know, hangups about the opposite sex, and like it's 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 like a whirlpool of all this shit coming all at once, and it boils down to what we talked about on Sunday. Everything boils down to uh, 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 attention. 
you know, everything boils down to an event happens, which is her posting this video, and then everybody comes for the attention. And all you've done is prove her right. Yes, you did. Because when you look at those fucking quote tweets and the comments and the jokes and the shit people have about her, I like, all you're doing is proving that she needs this affirmation that black women need to hear this from somebody, even if it's yourself. That, hey, I'm enough. I'm not too much. I didn't betray anybody. Right. Like, that kind of shit. And it's honestly disgusting. I, I was so mad today. I, I, I Without really thinking about it, I was thinking, like, is this just a us thing? Like, oh, is it just black people engaging in this shit every day? Like, and I'm not just talking about white people. I mean, like, is there some version of this for, like, Latino people going through? Is there some version of this for Asian people or Indian it people might, going through this? I, I mean, I might not just yeah. be plugged into those spaces, but, Correct. like, are we allowing this type of misogyny and content in all races to do this or is this just a black women thing because i know intimately black people and I, so that's what i see i could right. just be not in those spaces so i don't know and i feel a level of protectiveness over you know black people especially like black women going through this when they haven't done anything you know i people hate malika andrews and they're like because she got a white man and she must hate brothers or whatever and i don't agree i think mm -hmm. she's doing her job but right it's the vitriol of it it's the if it's the pile on that i'm always pushing against in my mind of like is this real or is this just a bunch of people say where there's smoke there's fire and a bunch of people say something negative about somebody and then eventually you just go well that's the new truth you know, because I know, you know, we had the episode we were talking about Drake for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, is this pedophile thing real? Is this just like a we're we've, we're going to take a joke and just start treating it like it's real. Right. And it becomes real because we're all doing this. You know, Chris Pratt, someone put up that meme, the worst Chris. And by the end of it, he's Satan. And it's like, okay, I'm, I went to investigate to see what y'all talking about. And it seems that some of the things y'all are saying aren't true. So now, am I supposed to just go along with the mob every time and just believe y'all? Or should I look it up every time because y'all just be saying anything? And, the th you know, that I, I think a lot of times with, like, a Meghan Markle, with Kayla Nicole in this case, um, uh, with Malika Andrews, like, there's this whole, like, black woman dating a white man or a man that's not black. Here, here come the fucking mean, evil-ass black men that justify the vitriol that comes back at us and and it's like each side is not calling out that shit they're just calling out the other side right because hurt people hurt people so everybody just come out with their knives and just start stabbing each other off of some shit that has nothing to do with the event that happened in hand and i don't think it's a black thing only i just i was just that mad today about mm -hmm. this whole stupid shit you know because i was like this is so dumb like and, like, I, I was talking to somebody, and I said, man, look, I, you know, basically, like, our girl, Kayla Nicole, she down bad. And they were like, well, I don't think she's down bad, da-da-da-da. And it turns out that apparently there's two definitions of down bad because, to me, like, when people were saying, like, Michael B. Jordan was down bad over Lori Harvey, I just thought they meant he was going through a tough time. Right. But I guess down bad now means some other shit about, like, you're uh, – I don't even truly – uh, to be honest, understand what this definition means, but so, like you're so hung up on your ex or something. But I, I don't, I, I don't know what was derogatory about being down bad. Like being down, like this person is a loser and they're doing loser shit, 
And I guess that must be like the new down bad or something because it was not always that. It was you going through it from my understanding. Right. So, um, and also I, I wouldn't have said that about her in that way. Um, but, you know, I'm like, you going, she going through a hard time. But, you know, it made me think about the Michael B. Jordan thing because when Laurie Harvey broke up with him and he was at the game looking sad in the front row mm-hmm. and, you know, even like a week ago and uh, there was a Steve Harvey, like, hugged him at, at a basketball game uh, overseas and people was like, you could tell that he, he's like, I'm sorry that my daughter did you like that, da-da-da. You know, it's like jokes. <laughs> yes, jokes. But I always thought the down bad shit was like just, oh, man, we've all been there kind of sad for Michael B. Jordan. Right. Kind of funny because we've all been there. It's relatable, but mm. sad. But if, if you reframe it the way that, you know, I was told it means, so motherfuckers thought they were like mocking him. Like they thought it was it was a malicious thing. It wasn't a, oh, man, that's sad kind of like it was a what a loser thing. And, and the person was like, yeah, because they were like, oh, Laurie Harvey played him and was getting good, got some PR out of it, but she was never intending to, like, be with him, even though this nigga was talking about marriage and kids and all this shit. Ha ha. And I and I, I just like, what's that's, wrong with us? I don't know. That shit's, that, I had to be, that's just stupid. That don't make sense. Yeah, and, and it's also, this is why I say the gender war shit. I don't really mm-hmm. have a side. I don't, I think it's, this whole like our team versus their team to me is dumb right because i think even if you're a black woman celebrating that that's kind of fucked up too it is like, we it, all go through shit we everybody you know people have broke up been broken up with had a hard time you know dealing with the breakup whatever the case may be and it's not making how, nothing it, even right and how does it make you a loser for being broke up with yeah and, and, and actually feeling sad so right. what am i supposed to somebody break up me i'm supposed to fucking just not exist and don't tell nobody and keep it to myself and just be like well fuck it i think but i think it's very much like a scoreboard we got one Black man's miserable. Yeah, people, we people, our side is winning today. People are crazy, you know. But hey, I really had never thought about it in that context before, and it just—I don't know—it just felt wild. I, but like I said, weird. down bad to me. I, I didn't. I've never thought of it in that way of what a loser. I've just—I would call a person a loser. I call him a herb. I call him a bunch of shit if I thought that. Like if you know Drake talking about Rihanna, I haven't heard anybody say he's down bad we like Mm-mm. what a fucking asshole mm-hmm. no like i haven't seen people <laughs> associate the term but you know maybe i'm just missed out on it or whatever but the point being like um you know my heart goes out to people because we all right. experience loss and pain and shit yeah but we just don't happen to experience on such a large ass platform it is something but it's something that everybody deals with at some point in their lives yeah so anyway it made me think about that and other uh just us randomly talking news uh, i like to call this new set this segment girl what happened girl girl oh shit aquaman 2 it's been flooded with drama oh shit what done happened on the aquaman 2 because the, th- the, th- the thing about it you know, y'all know me and roger follow this shit and you know, even before, you know, the dude that plays Mantis, he was, you know, kind of saying stuff about, you know, being, you know, about after it was done, about his experience on the set. You had that stuff with, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, Donnie's Depp girlfriend. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had things coming out about her. 
you know so it's like the shit was just slowly kind of just leaking off of the set so the the latest is variety did like a deep dive on their website Aquaman 2 flooded with drama. Jason Momoa allegedly drunk on set. Amber Heard scenes cut. Elon Musk letter to WB and more. Holy shit. What is happening? Here's number one. This movie must fucking suck. Oh, that movie is going to be terrible. This movie must fucking suck because why are they getting ahead of it like this? The movie's not out yet. I don't even think you can buy tickets. You can't. I don't come out to like what Christmas around Christmas, right? You can buy tickets to the Marvels right now. You can't get tickets to Aquaman. Um, when shit like this starts leaking, it's like people are abandoning ship. No pun intended. Yes, they are. But like, before it come out, so they can be like, well, we told y'all this is the reason why it flopped, basically. And it's happening faster because WB movies these dc movies they normally come out like they get ridiculous praise that is like you're that make you sit at home like how can that be true you know what i'm saying like it'll be like uh you know flash is the reason movies are made says tom cruise and you're like what the fuck flash is that good and then you go see it and you're like oh they lie and that's when that after that weekend when they don't make the box office they thought Monday morning, all of a sudden, the pieces oh, start the coming articles. out. Sometimes Sunday night, and it's like uh, Ezra Miller was a menace on the set of the thing. You're like, oh wait, this. So uh, the director says it was never meant to be a movie. You know mm-hmm. that kind of shit. And so it was meant to be a miniseries. What? How, how did this happen? And so suddenly, this is the first time I've ever seen them come out before the movie dropped, being oh, this, like, this "Here's be, the problem. This movie's gonna be bad." And I know part of this is because, you know, they cut a lot of Amber Heard stuff. I mentioned this when we talked mm-hmm. to uh, Medium Popcorn. But you were popcorn. talking about how the trailer was cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, we talked to Medium Popcorn. I said, man, it just seemed like she was a huge part of the first movie. Suddenly she's not in the second one. And it's hard for me to believe it has nothing to do with the Johnny Depp trial and the negative uh, pu- publicity from that. Even if you're on her side there's still confirmed shit she said and did that are negative publicity that you probably don't want her doing like a press tour talking about. Right. Um, cause they, yeah, I mean, cause you know, the writer strike and all that stuff, which is probably one reason why they haven't been doing the press tour, but I, it would be shocking if they did a press tour prior to the movie coming out with all this news, you get ready. Well, you can't with SAG, um, on, you can't do it with SAG. Oh, that's right. They're they're still on strike, but, That doesn't stop the internet. So That's on true. the same day that they dropped their trailer for their $215 million budget Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, Oof. embarrassing documents from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial surfaced on Reddit. Uh, Depp fans paid the court fees for the release of documents from her therapist, Dr. Don Hughes. They paid Hughes. the court fees. These Depp fans, this is, this is insane what they do. <sighs> and keep in mind, they have done this before and gotten um, documents that kind of confirmed that some stuff with Johnny Depp was true about him like kicking Amber Heard and being physically violent after they you know these fucking sycophants had been online harassing her and saying she was a liar the whole time right but I guess that didn't stop them from paying for more documents also you can get someone's therapist documents that that's like admissible in court I, that's wild to me i didn't even know that was possible i don't know if it's because it was evident so yeah but, but i'm still, but still you should be able to pay to get that information. what about like client privilege there, right. i don't know it just seems interesting i didn't know it was a thing the raw notes scribbled on a legal pad were part of last year's high profile trial in which depth largely prevailed they described a hostile aquaman set where an allegedly intoxicated jason momoa dressed like johnny depp and pushed to have her booted from the role of of uh, mirror the, the aquatic superhero Here's the thing about that. 
I, I'm not trying to be a dick. Honest to God, I'm not. But don't Jason Momoa always dress like Johnny Depp? Just nasty. That's like, have y'all seen how he dresses? dresses right. He he dressed kind of like Johnny Depp. And, you don't and, look like Johnny mm-hmm, Depp. But in that leather. But that stuff. whole like, you know, 12 buttons, unbuttoned, a uh, bunch of rings and jewelry. That like, that's his look. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's how he look. So uh, in the notes, it says, Jason said he wanted me fired. Jason drunk, late on set, dressing like Johnny, has all the rings too. And I'm like, Jason Momoa, so he looked like he looked in the Fast X movie. <laughs> Come on! That's kind of how Jason Momoa looks. But okay, you know, if you're going through something and these are your private therapist notes, maybe you never thought, maybe this wasn't supposed to make the light of day. Um, Heard declined to comment, but a source close to the actress confirmed the notes refer to Aquaman 2 set. A reflected session for December 27, 2021. Another source close to the actor says her lawyers fought the release of the therapy notes, which had been subpoenaed by Depp's attorney during discovery. So it, I don't think she's trying to tank the film, but this is just WB. I feel like they're always in crisis mode. Like, like they're never in promotion mode, really. It's always like, how do we manage... How do we respond to this crisis at all times? Yeah, it's like y'all never think y'all actually need somebody just that actually does research. But like, hey, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. Like, hey, you might want to. You might want to wrap this. It's like everybody just like do what you want to. Oh shit, it's a fire. Um. Also, and so, and also, like, we don't know if if like why she's saying he wanted her fired. If that's you know, like, if that's even like the truth of what happened. Right. Um, but she also said the director, James Wan treated, uh, uh, treated her like a pariah because of her high profile battle with her ex-husband. He raised his voice at me. I can't even post about Aquaman made it like it was my fault said, I'm sorry. Uh, nobody could take selfies with me on the set, giving blackout. So basically because she was going through this high profile thing with Johnny Depp, they can't really do public relations and PR and like, hey, let's take a picture with her on the set. We're because they know they're gonna get bombed in the comments and all that yeah, stuff. They don't want to deal with that. Uh, and she was nearly fired. Sources on both sides tell Variety following Aquaman's release in 2018, the studio and Juan decided to drop the actress from the sequel due to her lack of chemistry with Momoa and sent a letter to her attorney Carl Austin informing him of his decision. Um, those sources underscored that the move to bounce her was unrelated to Depp and took place before he filed the lawsuit with uh, against the actress in 2019. So they want to say like, this was this is not about that shit. This is about just we actually think she didn't do a good job in the thing. I don't even know if that's really true though, because just because he hadn't filed that lawsuit yet does not mean there weren't whispers, rumors, and buzz that this was coming down the pipe. Um, and y'all so, may have wanted to get ahead of it. Yeah, so I don't, you know what I mean? What would they say? Right. Yeah, we heard and we just didn't feel like dealing with it. Uh, Momoa was not involved in that decision. But another source pushed back at the lack of creative chemistry, the lack of chemistry narrative, noting her did a chemistry test with Momoa before landing the role of Mare and beat out two other actresses who did a similar chemistry test, including Abby Lee. Now, why is she in it? Right? She was like, now why am I in it? Now they know I didn't get the job. They, but here's what's wild. The reason they never fired her is because her former boyfriend, Elon Musk, had one of his lawyers send a scorched earth letter to Warner Bros, threatening to burn the house down if the actress wasn't brought back for a sequel. If that's true, that is wild. 
that they what does he got on them that they reverse course that like because elon musk was mad that's wild as fuck but he at least at that time he probably did carry a level of respect that he's lost because of twitter and shit right so in 2018 they probably like this billionaire motherfucker he's a genius just do what he says um so now yeah he yeah uh that's the only company could have pulled that on anybody else would have been like if you don't get the fuck out of here don't nobody give a fuck about that right here's what's wild to me too though karen in addition to their lack of a plan this whole thing where this movie's coming out and it's not what is it really part of it's not really part of, of james gunn's new plan but the flashpoint already happened and it's not it's not plotting James Gunn's new plan going forward with his Superman, whatever, right? They they say they want to keep Momoa around as an actor, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, but so this movie's not part of his plans or his universe, right? It's also not part of Zack Snyder's universe, really, because Zack Snyder's done. Mm-hmm. So it's a movie sitting on an island with no real connection to anything. Mm-hmm except the movie that came before, but the movie that came before had Amber Heard in it as mirror in huge amounts. Sounds like she's barely in this new shit. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the Jason Momoa thing that leaked today is James Gunn is considering him to play a different role, not Aquaman going forward. Just a complete... Lobo, the bounty hunter, the space bounty hunter that rides a motorcycle. The main man talks like a wrestler, ah. which he would be great at, but I it's so too. super confusing. Yeah, to, to, to people <laughs> on the outside, and, and for people like me going, who? The suit is going to be... Well, how you mean who? You don't know who... You know Lobo. We watched so many cartoons with Lobo in it. Uh, he rides a motorcycle. He's like a rock and roll with wrestler chains. dude. Yes. yes okay 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 yes 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 my bad yes um but for casual people yeah that's gonna be so fucking crazy they're gonna be like ain't he the dude that was underneath the sea yeah like yeah yeah, like, yeah and, and right and then i was just sad then you gotta listen to hot five star talk about this shit don't make no sense right they're gonna do 30 minutes every episode yes, they are <laughs> where this time k back and get some get back because i'm sure that tone will know because tone is a big uh, dc animation nerd correct and then finally you know uh, k back and do like his version of the uh who's on first for star wars yes but this is what lobo looks like yes yes so. i remember okay i get i get it now okay yes and he will be great at doing it but that's that's stupid to do that now just I, cast somebody else this is so wild i can't believe this is happening but i can because it's dc i knew they would fuck it up somehow but this is a new way of fucking it up and 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 also it is weird that they were gonna like back off of amber heard when i know it's not the same movie same director but these motherfuckers rolled with ezra miller through everything ezra miller did and it makes no sense they like was ezra, out here fucking up bad ezra miller was doing crimes uh, real crimes like criminal crimes <laughs> showing up on set filming and they like it do, 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 do. the director coming out talking about this is the best thing ever he i mean sorry they deserve all the awards and you're like but nigga hadn't y'all been paying attention i don't know like wow we just were talking about y'all mm-hmm. and y'all have fucked it up again so uh i just i had to talk about that because it was just so that ridiculous is crazy to me. yeah um 
think was there anything else I felt like talking about with uh in this section? Um no, not really. No. Mm, I'm good. Uh all right, let's um move on. Oh wait, no, one more thing. Cornell West leaves the Green Party and he's now gonna run as an independent. Child, if you don't get out of here, nothing but a grift. This man is leaving parties behind like child support. Okay. Oh no! He's, he's it's sad to see a man going out like this. Um, pick a party. You gonna lose? You gonna lose? You gonna get twelve votes? Are you even gonna be qualified to participate in any debate? Nope. Like what? He gonna be dating? Uh, Not R- gonna be on nobody's ballots. He gonna be debating RFK Junior or whatever? Like I don't get it. But yeah, I'm running as an independent candidate for president of the United States to end the iron group of the real, grip of the ruling, ruling class and ensure true democracy. He wrote on social media, uh, Twitter. People are hungry for change. They want good politics over partisan politics. We need to break the grip of the duopoly and give power to the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all get the fuck out of here. Because like I said before, I would say it again. It, okay you want a third party do the work do the work what are y'all doing in the off cycle years where is y'all in anybody's city council if y'all dog catch it is y'all just like do something don't be popping up at, you know when it's time to election and go well bitch you ain't done no work you're not gonna win right you wasting all our time what are you talking about stop stop it get some stop it get some help like come on man we need some the Wachowski siblings come out with another Matrix to put him and Roy Jones Jr. in it so we can just get back to doing what they want to do. Okay? This is this the worst way to get cameras in your face is wasting everybody's time in the election. Mm-hmm. Election you know you can't win. Mm-mm. You can't be Biden or Trump. Neither one of them. What are you here for? Stop. Why are you in the room? My goodness. And then you switching parties every three weeks? Like, come on now. That shit is not what serious candidates do. It is not. All right. Let's move into another section. Uh, let's do some some guest the race. All right. Uh, there we go. What time is it? It's time to guest the race. It's time to guest the race. It's time to guest the race. It's time to guess the race. All right, time for guess the race. You know what's about to happen next. We're gonna. I'm gonna read some articles. Karen's gonna guess the race of people involved. Chat room's gonna play along, and everyone playing is racist. All right, so let's go. Online personality Bupak Shakur, known for exposing alleged sexual predators, shot and killed in Michigan. Oh, who? A Michigan man who claimed to expose alleged child predators online for his thousands of social media followers was shot and killed after confronting two teenagers late Friday night. Robert Wayne Lee, 40, would pose as a 15-year-old girl online to lure out and expose suspected pedophiles. Uh, He published... trying to be like our boy. You can't be like our boy. Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris... Well, he has a whole camera crew, a legal department, police. that, That dude was the king of it. He published videos of his exploits to over 11,000 followers on Facebook and 45,000 followers on Instagram. Some of those videos appear to show him engaging in violent confrontation with alleged predators. He confronted two teenagers Friday night, a 17 and 18 year old, 
at a restaurant in Pontiac. First of all, not that it's quote unquote okay, but it is skirting the line when it's like a 17 year old trying to holler at a 15 year old. That's like, was he running out of people to beat up? Because that, I don't even know if that's illegal depending on the state, you know? Depending on the state. He accused one of them of being a pedophile and punched them. Now, I wonder if that's just at this point, you just need the content. You know, I haven't made a video oh, in a so while. Oh, so just walking up with people fighting them? Yeah, because he's like, you a pedophile. Oh, but then, yeah, 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 you need your ass whooped. Uh, the team, Leave people alone. If you're not going to, you know, have police and do it the right way, you can't be just walking up on people starting fights. I mean, I, I respect the energy. Because what if this is like, you know, the next R. Kelly and he stopped him? But apparently that's not what happened. The team who pulled out, who punched, who, the team who was punched pulled out a knife. The other, the suspected to be the 17-year-old, shot Lee several times with a pistol. He was taken to the hospital. He later died of his injuries. The suspects fled but were arrested Saturday afternoon. Uh, the sheriff's office did not release their names, although Lee's one-man crusade has led to the arrest and criminal charges being filed against several men. So he's not always wrong. Okay. And it seems like, you know, he's done enough to, like, get some people arrested that are possible pedophiles. The police said he has also mistakenly identified someone as a sexual predator who was not. I can see that too because you're not doing you're not doing any investigation. Or maybe he's doing investigation. That's not true, but you might not know the laws. Correct. You might just and you might get it wrong if it's just you. It's not a sophisticated, you know, organization. And like even with Chris Hansen and shit, they had to like they had a legal team. And even at, and that, that shit eventually got taken off the air because somebody did end up dying based on like be, the embarrassment and, and being arrested and all that shit. And I think they lost that lawsuit. So this shit is just because Chris Hansen was doing it don't even mean that it was easy to do. While we certainly understand his desire to hold child predators accountable, many times well-intentioned individuals who engaged in this don't know the standard of evidence required for convictions and often underestimate the potential for violence confronting a suspected predator, says Sheriff Michael Butchard. Um, or Bouchard, maybe. Uh, detectives were expected to turn the case over to prosecutors for charges by Monday. Uh, in at least one case, his endeavors led to a former police officer facing charges. Uh, a GoFundMe described him as a true hometown hero who was survived by a daughter. The money will go towards his funeral and his daughter to provide her with opportunities and education that Robert dreamt of for her. Man, sad because it seemed like, you know, even if he was doing it for clout and content or whatever, I mean, not too many people going to uh, feel sorry for these fucking pedophiles he was, he was busting. But also, you know sad because it's kind of predictable something's gonna happen to you because you know it, it, you would you weren't necessarily taking certain steps so Mm-mm. guess the race karen of mr robert wayne lee aka bupak shakur black karen's going with black bootleg chris hansen black citizens arrest going wrong white black this is some saint canard be real vigilante shit the white basement ranger that catfishes by night the correct answer is Karen, mm-hmm. he was black. Uh, some of you did get it wrong. And you see, you should have known by the name. Now, if you said Casper, I'd have went mm. white. Casper instead of Bupak Shakur. Mm-hmm. Mm, I hear you. 
Uh, that's good. That's funny. I didn't even pick up on the ghost joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, what that's that's a wild story in so many ways. That he was just out here doing that. That he uh, successfully got anyone arrested. Right. That he accused somebody falsely or that you know got it wrong one time i mean there's a lot going on here you know and i and also that i never heard of this guy Mm-mm. like you think that would be like the kind of content that be shared everywhere but it must have just been some real hood shit because i'd never heard of that you know nope rest in peace though it seemed like he was trying to do some good work uh a Trump superfan but was busted for allegedly forging his dead father's name on a 2020 election mail-in ballot. He's a convicted felon who has faced who was sentenced to 12 years in prison for financial fraud in order to pay $22 million in restitution, an amount he recently challenged via bizarre pro se motion in which he requests to identify as Hunter Biden in all future court proceedings. Robert River River Nider. River Nitter. River. Mm. Uh Robert River Nitter. River River Nigger. Karen. See, you just had to do it. <laughs> you just had to do it. It was implied. Robert River Nider, 48 of uh, 58, was charged last week with fraud and forgery for allegedly signing his father's name to the ballot, which was postmarked days after the older man's October 2020 death, which was due to COVID-19. Oh my God. This reads like a fucking mad lib of like MAGA. Like just a mega, a mega lib. It just reads like a mega, like a mad lib of mega. Um, <laughs> as detailed in a criminal complaint filed in Sumter County, Florida. Oh my God, it is. Based on the comparison of signatures for River Nider and his father, there appear to be similarities between the signatures in the 2020 election. I guarantee you this person thinks Trump had the election stolen from him. Of course. Even though they. St- tried they literally placed an illegal boat they're like trump trump won fair and square um that matched his signature but not prior versions of his father's signature uh he moved into his father's home and may after his may 2020 release from federal lockup in december 2013 he was sentenced to 12 years in prison for uh, after pleading guilty to an investment scheme that defrauded victims into purchasing real estate investment properties based on material misrepresentations concealed facts and material omissions uh he was convicted in the district of connecticut where the u.s attorney's office was at the time of the plea um a judge granted early release after he filed a compassionate release motion citing his heart ailments and rampant COVID-19 spread in federal prison system. Additionally, he noted that his elderly father had been left alone following the death of his mom. So he used all the sympathy to get out of prison and then immediately, as soon as his dad died, filled out a ballot for Trump and he's going back. Um, all right. So, uh, Karen, guess the race. Oh, this is white and also a hundred fuck with black people because you doing all the shit that you claim that everybody else is doing. Mm, okay. Uh, how'd you get to the black people part of that? Hmm? How'd you get to the black people? You said fuck it with black people. Oh, fuck it with black people because basically, dog, you convicted felon, you doing voter fraud, like all the shit that the Republicans claim that we do, mm-hmm. you actually did, got caught and still trying to fight the system up for some fuck shit. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got a hundred for that. Because right. I am fuck with. Okay. I just wanted to, you to spell out the logic for everybody. 
I understood the whole time. Investment schemes for sure, white, dumb and white. Do as I say, not as I do, white. Whiter than a banana republic in the 1990 suburbs at the Good Mall. The correct answer. At the Good Mall? That's pretty white. The correct answer is. The only thing whiter than that is Amber Comedy Fitch. The correct answer is white. And that's him. Oh, yeah, he did that. Born to ride on his T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, that hairline looked like the McDonald's logo. <laughs> it does. I'm stealing it. The election. <laughs> uh, man, it's so wild how they always do all the shit that they accuse Democrats of doing. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking sad. Because the more you talk, the higher the score went in my bed. It'd be, it'd be infuriating. It'd be funny. It'd be sad if it wasn't. So predictable. All right. right. Time to go to the bonus round. Karen, you are two for two right now. Yay! What time is it? That bitch was white. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or, or anything, anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get Gold, gold chain wearing fried chicken and a woman drove with her husband, hubby atop the hood of the car. Car hood, I guess. Okay. What? With her husband clinging to the hood of her car, Missouri woman drove more than seven miles through, the constru- through a construction zone and across an interstate before pulling over while being chased by the police. <laughs> now look this sounds <laughs> terrible sounds terrible and abusive but i i'd be lying if i didn't think a little bit like wonder what he did what did he not do? not now look maybe he did nothing and i shouldn't be saying that because who knows but i thought it uh investigators say that stephanie boyd 38 and her 31 year old spouse i see you cougar got into a verbal argument that turned physical while inside their home on Thursday. She then got into the couple's auto to leave while the victim was on the hood of the vehicle. The man apparently thought she would not drive away if he was splayed atop her car. Well, he thought wrong. <laughs> she was like, bitch, you don't. Seven miles later with the police after him, he was like, Seven I miles. guess I guess I was wrong. Hold on for his dear life. Boy left the resident with the, the residence with the victim still on the hood of the vehicle. Um, traveling recklessly at different speeds. She made her way to Interstate 70, which she sped on for 4.6 miles before exiting near St. Louis Louis Lambert International Airport. She then continued driving on local roadways. At one point, a police officer gave chase after she drove past him with her spouse on the car. While the Ah! pursuing... Could you imagine? You're just sitting there going, boop, okay. Feed him, boop, boop, boop. What's happening? Uh, I, 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 I guess the person with no seatbelt gonna have to go on the back point of the day. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm gonna have to let somebody go. Right. Um, at one point, uh, the officer gave chase after she drove past the dock with the squ- pursuing squad light squad cars lights flashing. She drove an additional half a mile before pulling over. What? Boy 
was arrested and charged with domestic assault for attempting to cause physical, serious physical injury to her husband while he was atop the car hood. She was also charged with resisting arrest for allegedly fleeing from the officer in such a manner that created a substantial risk and serious physical injury or death to the victim. A judge set the bond at $100,000 cash. She was deemed a danger to the crime victim, the community, or another person. The police report notes that she has active warrants in two other Missouri jurisdictions, Missouri jurisdictions, and she has previous arrests for domestic assault. God damn. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, who knows the specifics of this one fight? But I mean, sound like this how she do? Is how she get down? Yeah. So I mean, guess the race. What's the name? Her name is Stephanie Boyd. Black. Karen's going black for this one. Uh, see, she was just trying to remove herself from a heated situation. That's not a race. Olympic ah! hood games, and she got the gold, nigga black. Menace to society, black. Black Penelope pit stop on the parkway with the Porsche with the six-figure bond out paper. Hood ornament, black. Black, the correct answer is everybody who said black. Mm-hmm. You got it right. I do have to ask, how were y'all so sure she was a black woman? What was it that gave it away? Oh, the last name. I don't know any white boys. Huh. I feel like there has to be a lot of white boys, but I don't know. I mean, y'all got it right. So, I mean, listen, you can either be racist or you can get it wrong. It's up to you. (laughs) But and she got that face like that's the face she was making the whole drive. Child, she did that shit. Her face was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I hope you don't Mm -hmm. think I'm going to stop. He thought I was bullshitting. Right. Guess what? I got some more miles to go. Uh, (laughs) We're going to my mama's house while you fucking around. Right. The the Siri, I mean, the fucking uh, Google Maps was on, like, Make a right here, you know. Ah! Uh, but yeah, y'all, y'all got it. So congratulations. Last thing, let's soar ratchet this out of here. talk about how sword ratchetness almost got the goat for a lot of y'all goat if not the goat the second goat for most of y'all okay what happened michael jordan what happened michael jeffrey jordan Uh oh so apparently uh michael jordan uh um uh, when was this? Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah, okay. So Michael Jordan almost got cut in half by a martial arts expert with a samurai sword at a North Carolina prison. Oh shit! What is happening? Uh, so when he was a kid, he was going to college. Um, Dallas Evangelica, Dallas Evangelist, Evangelist. How did I forget how to pronounce that? Bill Glass stopped in North Carolina for his prison ministry tour. To bring more excitement to his act, Glass called up the coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Dean Smith, and he asked him to send him a basketball player. Now, the player Glass had in mind was Sam Perkins, because Sam Perkins was the man back then. 
Uh, but the player that showed up instead was Michael Jordan. The weekend of champions, as the tour was known, was all about giving the prisoners a good show to help them forget about the situation, even just for a minute. On this trip, Glass also brought along a man by the name of Mike Crane, a martial artist from Tennessee. Crane knew how to put on a show. To make things more interesting for the crowd, he brought out a samurai sword and requested a volunteer to assist in his next act. Michael Jordan volunteered. So uh, he got on stage and um, he uh, laid down on a table with a watermelon on his stomach. Crane blindfolded himself and sliced the watermelon in half without touching Michael Jordan. The problem was he actually did touch Michael Jordan. A small slice was near his navel. Jordan didn't notice it at the time. What he noticed was the tear in his warm-ups he was wearing. Uh, He earned those warm-ups from his first international tournament, and he didn't appreciate the sword slicing it. It wouldn't be until the car ride home he noticed he actually was cut. (gasps) He didn't feel any pain because the cut wasn't that deep, but it did require three stitches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot, Crane joked about cutting Jordan. He missed over 70 game-winning shots. Only mine were more costly. And he's done, Crane has done that trick 1,750 times. He's only cut 16 people. Which is, I don't like those odds. It should you know, it's, be, it's dope if you're not one of the 16. It should be zero. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Jordan would be okay, of course, and go on to be win 10 scoring titles and six finals MVPs, blah, blah, blah. So, but we almost didn't have Michael Jordan y'all. Oh, Cause no. we don't take swords seriously. Oh, look at this trick I'm doing. Cutting watermelon over a black man message. Uh, and I almost took him out. Mm-mm, I'm good. All right, y'all. That's it for this today's show. We got to do uh, walking dead, uh, Wednesday, uh, but thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Hope y'all like this kind of like format of us just regular talking and doing some meandering and taking y'all down different paths. Uh, it was fun for me. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll have to make a poll. Do y'all like the banner segment? Because I can. We can get rid of it. We can keep it. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, uh, cause, yeah. Because like I said, we just be talking. I just know the other podcast banner. I realize a lot of podcasts. I feel like we supposed to have been doing that. It's our fault and for not starting right. It we missed till twenty-seven of hundred episodes, but we there now. <laughs> Before we decided to switch it up on you. All right, y'all. Until next time, Miss Drapedomaniacs, y'all. I'm very proud of what we're doing over there. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.